Kuna Podcast in a Half Shell. This is episode 23. Stace, it's episode 23. It's episode 23. 23. I'm, cool. I am Duncan and that's Stacey. Hello. And she made me do an intro and I haven't done an intro in ages and it's, it's weird and I hate it. <laughs> Don't we all? I keep thinking about separately recording my intros for the parlour so that I don't have to do them in front of the guest. But then I don't know how to just start a conversation normally. So I don't do that either. Um, yeah, this has led nicely into some some good faff and chaff of us complaining yeah. about recording intros. I like that. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I just, yeah, I... I mean, run out of steam it was already. a lot. It was a lot. Of, yeah, I'm, I haven't got that. You know, I don't have that circus ringleader pizzazz <laughs> no, that I used to have. I'm getting old. And it's because it's been a full year since we last did this as well. I know, and you wanted to tell me off about stuff, didn't you? I did. Ah, uh, yeah. So uh, we're here for mutant mayhem times, but I've seen it. But I've seen it three times. I know you have. Yeah. But before we get into that, I do have some. They are they are tangents, but they are totally related tangents. Nah, um, totally related. Turtle tangents. The first is because I've talked a bit about this on my own podcast, but I feel like it would be remiss of me not to mention it specifically on the turtles one. But I met the 480s turtles, didn't I, this year? Yeah, you did. I'm happy about that. <laughs> felt really bad. And this is totally me being an asshole. It literally didn't cross my mind until I left and I got in Key's car as we were leaving and I was like, I should have told Duncan a bit. Where were it? And I felt really bit Telford. It were far. So it weren't even in like London? No, no. Or, you it know, was, one of the places Wales, I won't go. Wales Comic Con in Telford. Yeah, tr- truly, a ba- <laughs> truly a baffling. Apparently Wales Comic Con got too big for the place that they do it in Wales, so they split it in two and put half of it in Telford. I was pulling a face then. I don't. It's, yeah, it's, I don't it's not very good for radio, is it really? But but yeah, I met the four, I met the four eighties turtles, and all of them were super rad and really nice. And maybe I cried, and maybe I didn't. You, you'll never. <laughs> you know. you hundred percent cried. I felt really bad for Key, friend friend of the podcast, Kieran Round, and and good friend of moi who said, I'll drive you there if you want. And I thought, great, because I'll get lost if I go on a train and that. Have they let him have a driving licence? He's been driving for a few years, aren't nah, he? that forklift licence. No, he's been driving since... Oh, it's been, it's been pre-Covid. Oh, I'm definitely catching the train <laughs> to your fucking birthday do now. But yeah, so he was like, uh, I'll, I'll drive you there if you want to go. So I bought him a little ticket because... Uh, because he kind of wanted to meet the turtles as well. And then we went, and then I freaked out the entire journey. It just info-dumped so much turtles nonsense onto the poor guy, who was probably like, sure, I'm trying to drive. And I was just telling him facts about, like, Ray Filet and shit. And <laughs> bless him, he put up with so much that day. And then we got in there, and I got real sweaty, really fast. Jen. No, I didn't ask. I was saying you were nervous. I'm oh, very well aware. <laughs> I was so nervous, mate. So, uh, and just as we were on the way to the convention as well, Townsend Coleman, a.k.a. Mikey, mm. did a little like of a couple of my tweets about being on the way to the thing. And I was like, oh, no, now he knows I'm coming. And I don't know if I'm like, oh, yeah. fucking do, I have to, do I have to do that thing where I'm like, you know, I'm the one that you did, you did like of me on Twitter, like on that stage? Because I, did, I, didn't, I didn't think he'd remember me from when he was on the parlour, because that was like seven years ago or some shit. Uh, but he did, he did recognise me off of Twitter Aww. anyway. So we were in the queue and he went, oh, I liked some of your tweets this morning, didn't I? And I was like, yes, you did. Hello. Shook yeah. his hand and he signed my stuff and he was lovely. Did and Rob then, Paulson remind you? Well, I was so nervous I didn't really notice what he was saying, but keep <laughs> because I was just freaking out. But Key pointed out to me afterwards that he'd said, "Oh, how have you been since the since the one nine years ago?" 
that was. So I can't believe he remembered. Uh, that's really sweet. He seems lovely. No, nice. because I remember a certain turncoat. You see, this is you, you started this with the intention of having a pop at me. But <laughs> do you know what? We're, we're turning this ship around. Yeah, no, oh. I, I deserve all the poppage. Because I, I, I did genuinely, I did genuinely feel really bad about it. And then Rich was you know like, what? he could find out where what's happening himself. He's not an invalid. And I was like, no, I, know, I understand that. No, but if you, I knew, you I were right. Told him. You were right. He was, <laughs> he was the one who was in the wrong here. I, my finger is so far off the pulls. Okay, I, right. Honestly, I just, I don't know anything's going on anymore, well, Stays. If it helps, and I, I don't know how true it is. But they were talking about getting them back again for next year. Mm. And so we should absolutely yes. go. And then I will get selfies that time. The one, it was May, the something. But the one problem that I had was that the convention was fully cash only. Um, so I took enough cash. I looked up beforehand enough cash to get signatures from them on my toys. But what I didn't know, because they didn't have it on their website, was that instead of paying for a full-blown group photo that's really expensive that you have to queue for and text a second and it might look garbage, they were also doing selfies at their tables for 20 quid each. Oh, that's not And bad. I was like, if I'd have known that, I'd have brought more fucking yeah. cash. Uh, so I might just go again and make them have photos of me and be like, forget what I was like last year when I was a loser. I don't think I was too much of a twat. I was definitely a bit of a twat towards Barry Gordon because I was like, Donatello is my favourite and I love him. And he's like, oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> lost my mind a tiny bit. But yeah, I thought that was interesting news for a, for a podcast about turtles. Was that I met some of them? Could be worse. You could have said, oh, Donatello's a fucking loser. Yeah, just got on to him being like, of the four of her, of the, of the four of yours, you're the, you're the shittiest. Yeah, you didn't tell, uh, you didn't tell, oh God, which one? Um, Cam Clark. Cam Clark that Leo's you know, a loser, yeah. fucking sucks, right? You know. To be fair, right, I've been re-watching the 80s show lately and actually Leo's really funny. Yeah? <laughs> Leo's great. Oh, only because he's everybody's fucking mom. It's very... <laughs> He's the honourable leader. You leave him alone. Shut he's, up. He's, he got the giggles when he was signing my figure because he was signing everything Turtles Fight With Honour and then his name. Um, but he wrote Turtles Fight With Honour so large he couldn't put an exclamation point on it so he put it on the side of the figure and he was like, have fun displaying that. And he gave it back to me and I was like, thanks, you asshole. I didn't say that to his face. Rude. But yeah, it was lovely. Lovely day. Sweaty. Very sweaty. Very nervous. Scared. Didn't really say much to any of them but it was enough for me so what did key do uh key was just politely chatting with them while i was like <sighs> gushing and sweating and being a fucking i can't imagine him being do you know what if all the times that like we'd gone to cons and stuff and key would just like roll into the pub like later on and never came <laughs> or anything i just can't imagine him yeah. going to a convention he did say he'd never been to one before so mm. he was quite intrigued and i was like well if you're gonna drive me i'll buy you a ticket. oh it's like I'll some kind of there. fucking anthropological study for him is it hey yeah, uh, yeah look all these nerds in their natural habitat <laughs> but anyway that was that was tangent number one and then tangent number two right was when we recorded our rise of the tmnt the movie episode last august mm. i had just started re- watching the 2003 show mm. in its entirety because we'd watched a couple of episodes mm. for podcast in a half shell but then i didn't watch anymore because i'm a fucking fan eh? so i was like it's the only turtles thing i haven't actually seen all the way through Aside from Next Mutation, which I can't see it through. I'm sorry. I, tried I don't, don't. There's no need to apologise. <laughs> so I thought, hey, I'll, I'll I'll go for it again. And guess what? I loved it, right? But... Told you. I've got a bone to pick with you, yeah, for not warning me about same as it never was, right? Which is, let me jog your memory, right? An episode where Donatello gets sent to a, a doomed alternative future 
where he's been missing for 30 years and him his disappearance caused the whole family to fall apart and Shredder to take over everything. So Casey's dead, Splinter's dead, Mikey's got a fucking arm off. I was weeping. I was, <laughs> I was fully weeping. Donnie's there like all of this was because of me. Raph's got an eye out. One of his eyes just ain't there. Leo, straight up fully blind, scars everywhere, mm. wears a big long coat like Neo. Don't know what that's about. But like the it whole... Was the, it was the early it was cool. 2000s. That's it was why. cool. Oh, and, and I Donatello... I still don't like that they put him on a scooter. It's not no, a cool... It's not a, a cool, it's, it's not, not a cool, cool extreme sports thing. It's not thing. a cool mode of transport. Mine are too good to the skate park all the time now. I mean, imagine that. It's, it's still cool. It's still a thing. I mean, I'm not that out of touch, but still. Yeah. But they were they, they were there when we drove by a skate park and they were like, scooters, really? Mm. <laughs> to top that episode off though, right? Donnie on. comes up with a plan to get rid of Shredder once and for all because he's like, look, I'm back now. We'll, we'll fucking do it, lads. All three of them die. And Donnie has to watch. And then he just gets dragged back to his normal time and all of his brothers are like, all right, mate. How'd your little trip, how'd your little jump to another planet go? We all had a laugh racing motorbikes and shit. I did a little... Usagi, Donnie's there with fucking PTSD. Like, <laughs> full on cry. I'm not joking, I probably right. cried at it. Why, Why didn't you prepare him? me for that? It's always it. Do you know what? A season later, right? He gets stabbed in the leg by a bug, and I thought, this is going somewhere because that bandage was on his leg for every episode afterwards for ages. I was like, something's happening. My poor baby, I'm getting stressed. And then he did a double mutation, didn't he? And he almost died, and he almost bit Mikey's leg off. And I just... I'll be honest, I can't remember a lot past that first couple of series. Well, lucky for you, right? They just released the complete series of that on DVD. Just this year as like a 20-year anniversary. Well, even that terrible one where they go to the future? Yeah. Oh, that's a shit season. Oh, it is a shit season. Back to the sewers isn't much better, but mm. which is the season after that when they get back home and after to you know shit again. I really, liked, I really liked Turtles Forever, but at the same time, there's a little part of me that is annoyed by the fact that they kind of treat the 80s Turtles like they're a bit stupid. However, oh, like I suppose... buffoons. Yeah, <laughs> although I suppose it does come back round seeing as like the original Turtles treat them like they're buffoons as yeah. well. Forever. We did a whole episode on that, no. so we don't need to. I just no, wanted, to, I just wanted to have a go at you. Tangent. For not warning me. Tangent. That, that, that there was, what was worse about it as well is that I was on like the Turtles Reddit and people were like, oh, it's Stace, there's a really great Donnie centric episode coming up in season two. You're going to fucking love it, mate. I fucking love it now. I still think about it randomly. <laughs> just, just randomly, I'll just think about it. Mike was really cross with Donnie and he had an arm off, and I'm like, I can't. Well, I didn't do it on bloody purpose, but if it, you know, I say it's been a long time since I've watched that all the way through because we watched, what was it, like the first five again? Yeah. I want to take a tactical break in this recording because there was a bit there where it went completely blank and I think we were still talking. So I'm going to say this is the end of the tangents and then we can start again and actually mutant my head. We're back again. With the again. Renegade Master. Again, again. <laughs> we've had a bit of a mare with uh, we've had to swap we've had to swap lappies. Yep. And recording programmes. So apologies if this half of the episode well it's not even it's gonna be more than half. If this part of the episode sounds distinctly different <laughs> to the first bit, 
but you know, it's it's podcasting. It wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't fuck it up halfway through and have to swap a microphone or whatever. At least we've not had to completely re-record like we as have in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was literally just in the mood of being like Duncan, go home, and then I'll phone you via Skype because at least I know the Skype recorder works. But that would be really fucking stupid. So instead, we're trying this, and we're if hoping only I brought it works. My laptop, I could have just done that. <laughs> I'd have just Logged Skyped you your from Wi-Fi. Upstairs. Yeah, that would have been that would have worked. It would have, yeah. But oh well, it's it's fine. We're here. It's all good. And we're going to talk about mutant mayhem. We are. We are. We've both seen it. Very You've excited. seen it a lot. I've seen it three times. You've seen it all the times. So. Yeah, yeah. I saw it. I took a day off work to see it on opening day at 10, 10 in the morning for, for literally the first showing I could go to in Birmingham. And uh, unsurprisingly, no children at that one. <laughs> Because it was 10am on a Monday morning. But uh, yeah, and then I saw it again when I forced a bunch of people from the Geek Syndicate Facebook group to come to Birmingham so we could eat pizza and watch it. That was when I was on holiday, wasn't it? Yep. And then uh, me and Rich went for a long weekend in London the other day and we had some time to kill when it was going to rain. And I was like, hey, we could go to the cinema. And as it turns <laughs> out, there wasn't really anything on except Mutant Mayhem. So I watched it again. That one had a lot of children in it, but it was a bank holiday weekend. So I wasn't surprised. And one of them wouldn't stop singing Smooth Like Butter, Smooth, whatever it's called, that um, BTS song <laughs> that's very briefly in the movie. Yeah, my sister was on about this. She went like, oh, haven't it got a BTS song in it? I was like, sort of. I, don't, I, says, I don't know, maybe. I went, shockingly, <laughs> uh, I wasn't really... You didn't recognise it. I, I mean, she was like, oh, yeah, but they say it's a BTS song. I went, I says, I didn't go there for a Korean pop band to no, be mentioned in the film. I went there to see mutants who were turtles, who were ninjas. Doing a mayhem. Beating the fuck out of things. Yeah, yeah. doing a mayhem. So That's what I wanted. Before we get into the actual, because usually we go sort of roughly chronologically through the films or whatever mm. and do a little reflection. But before we do that, I want to do a couple of like general thoughts because I'm interested in what you think because based on... Because of my phrasing of, I well, have thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> you, first of all, you said you had thoughts. And second of all, the internet has gone insane over some factors of the movie that I think are stupid. So I'm intrigued to see how you feel about them as well. So the first thing I want to talk about is whether or not you're oh, bothered hang on. by... I can 100% assure on. you that my thoughts do not align with whatever you're about to come out <laughs> with, but don't worry. <laughs> Does it bother you that Splinter is neither Hamato Yoshi nor Hamato Yoshi's rat? Just a, just a regular old New York rat citizen. Do you know what I'd heard originally before going into it, that they'd mm. gone the way of the cartoon where he was like Hamato Yoshi had been turned into a rat? Yeah. Because I will say this, mm. let's be honest... That makes more sense than him being a rat that, that learned, learned kung fu, kung fu and then yeah, got turned yeah, into. But he was kind of neither, which is fine. It's that didn't really bother <laughs> well, me. No. So I like the, the internet went mad over this because people were like it's against the law of the turtle, and I was like, first of all, there isn't really a law of the turtles because there's so many different mm. origins for them and Splinter across all the stuff. So unless you are taking like the original comics as gospel, then like, but. Kevin Eastman, right, has his finger in every fucking TMNT pie, right? There's not a bit of TMNT content that goes out that Kevin Eastman hasn't had a little taste of, right? And I think if it doesn't bother Kevin Eastman, it shouldn't bother me. 
Do you know what? In comparison to, because these are all going to be mostly plot points and stuff, aren't they? Mm. I think the thing that bothered me the most, you're going to think is really stupid and nitpicky, but it really annoyed the fuck out of me. Are you going to tell me now or wait till we get to it chronologically? No, no, we'll let you go through these and then I'll, we'll okay. see if this comes Because I have one singular niggle with the film and it is the smallest, most pedantic thing. And I'm wondering now if it might be the same thing. So let's leave the listeners in suspenders, right? And let's talk <laughs> Ooh, about... suspenders rock on, Tommy, eh? In suspenders. Let's talk about the designs. How did you feel about the look of the film? Oh... <laughs> Right. Are these where the thoughts are? Yeah. Oh. I liked the turtles. Yes. I liked the mutants. Yes. I thought the humans was fucking ugly. Now, right, here's the thing. I know, oh, I've no doubt. I've, I've, go on. I've, 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 I know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not about to, like, shame you or anything, right, but I have recently been both rereading the original comics mm. and watching the 80s show, and I can tell you that categorically in both of those things, the humans are disfigured as fuck, and they're not supposed to be. They're not, like, mm. all, like, a group of, like, weird, deformed mutant humans. They just are all ugly except April. <laughs> this is a, yeah, this, is, this was it, and it, I found, I'm not going to lie, I found it really off-putting. Oh, I'm mm. pretty sure that the whole message was, yes, well, humanity are the real monsters and the mutants are fine. Fantastic. But they could at least have thrown a few people in that was there. Like, again, the villains being, like, you know, weird to look at. Like, yeah. again, it's not even so much that they were ugly. It's like they were really weirdly designed Bobby. facially. See, and, now, and Utron, like Utron made sense because, again, I know and you know what a neutron is. is going to wind up being at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We know that she's clearly going to be some like anime if, if it's i would almost put money on she's going to be like krang or something or at krang least one of the or yeah or you know something like that she's going to be a robot with an alien inside her yeah. so i get why she looked weird and also main villain fine fine okay yeah. again but there was a lot of like just random people on the street that were really off-putting looking and i'm not <laughs> saying they had to be like chiseled and look like yeah. i don't know so you know gregory peck i'm getting old <laughs> An old reference, oh, you know, right. some like really handsome sort, or you know, anything like that. Do you know what I mean? But see, <laughs> now I liked the designs of the humans because, firstly, I have always been the kind of person who kicks back against the Hollywood trope of everyone in a film, even extras in the background, a fucking drop dead gorgeous, beautiful, skinny, athletic, gorgeous, sexy folks. Uh, so I've always been like, put more body types and ugmos in my films because it's more realistic. So I quite like that in this right. film they all look a bit wonky and also that's it, they were wonky some of them like the faces were completely the, the lady like... on the news who has like oh. a jutting thing on the one side yeah like I, I actually really like that though as well because it, it felt like a nod to the old comics and the 80s show because to me I think the animation style looked like if the 80s cartoon and the original comics had a baby because it's very much those sorts of designs and it fell through the collider in across <laughs> the Spider-Verse but it's all like yeah, like it's like the '80s mm. style designs, but all like sort of scritchy, scratchy, and slightly squiffy. But this, this is the thing. I liked all that. I liked, I liked, I liked the animation style. I liked how the turtles looked. I could have done without seeing so much of Bebop's mitties. There was if, a lot of, of titty, wasn't there? Yeah, I, I, like slightly yeah. less. You know, just I get a it. He's a he's a borg, You know, but yeah. it's just... he's got he's got a pierced nipple. We can move on. Yeah, yeah, we can move was... on. <laughs> it just it, it kept drawing my eye to it, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. And again, I, I you know I like the design of the city and all of that sort of stuff. But I, yeah, that that part was did I did find that to be quite off putting. I'm going to have to show you a picture that I took. 
I think I tweeted it because I've been sort of semi-live-tweeting my rewatch of the 80s show. And I think I put up a picture the one time of um, some blokes who, like, a bloke and a, and a lady who were being interviewed on Channel 6. And April's there looking like an absolute fox. And these two look like lumps of clay. I know. Like, like Vern <laughs> and, um, what was the name of her? Vern. Uh, that was it. Burn, burn and burn. That was it. Burn the cameraman and burn the boss were both like yeah. really... I mean, even if I was looking at the toys that they did of like the cartoons and they're all really... They're all like caricatures. Yeah, They yeah. all look like Absolutely they should be riding disgusting. dune buggies and skateboards and stuff. You know, yeah. they're very weird. Except, yeah, that's it. Irma and uh, April are probably two of the few normal-looking humans. Yeah, but Irma, right, there's a full episode dedicated to how fat she is. And what? I couldn't believe that when I watched it. She's talking about how she's got to go on a diet. She can't find a man. She's Randy AF. <laughs> oh, my God. Every episode, I was like, is there oh, something I, I can fuck? Is there anything I oh, can she's fuck? she's terrible. Can I? <laughs> what, a turtle? I'll do that. A, a robot policeman? All right. I, I don't even care. Are they teenagers? All right, maybe not then. But, like, it's fucking... She's fucking weird. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is mutant mayhem. Yeah, no, I liked that because it felt like a, a nod to, like, the the stuff that us nearly 40-year-olds would remember <laughs> of the turtles, as it were. But the the animation itself, I thought, was absolutely mm. glorious. This is it. Any time they were all on screen, that was I had no issue. And, again, when they were beating up the bad guys and they all looked weird and everything, I got no issue with that. It's just, <laughs> it was just the random people. Yeah, yeah. And again, like I say, if it was the odd one or two, it'd be fine, but it was most of them, and yeah. it just really annoyed me. That's what I mean. Not enough to ruin the film. Yeah. When I said thoughts, yeah, I, I probably should have been, <laughs> I was should have been less cryptic, but I know I what we're say, like. I didn't want to talk everything through before, before we ended we up with bloody recorded. That's it. Yeah. So really, what I should have said was, as opposed to having thoughts, I had thought and, <laughs> and, and warhog tits. Uh, yeah. Apparently was the other thing. But I don't really want to categorise that as like being a thought on its own because then I'm making it real. Yeah. And I don't like it. Just don't that. think about it ever again mm. if you can help it. Oh, I'm going to end up with it on Blu ray. It comes out on Blu ray. Yeah, I've already yeah. pre ordered the Blu ray, like the steelbook. I'm not. But have you pre ordered cool the tacos? I have. <laughs> I haven't ordered any tacos. Why no. is it all over Facebook? I, I don't, don't know. Get it's all it. over my Facebook and Instagram. Because, you know, that famous thing they eat. Tacos. Yeah. yeah. They keep know. trying to push it as like, oh, it's like tortilla wraps, which is, you know, like practically a pizza if you think about it. No, it isn't. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not even close. You know. Old El Paso. Yeah. Like, shut up. Um, how did you feel about the, the, the characterization of the boys? Because... Oh, I thought they were great. Me too. So yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of discourse. I love that it was Thor from, um, oh, from Good, good boys. boys. I yeah. loved him as well. He's so good as Raph. I love the idea of Raph being wrestling. Uh, the fact so that angry he was, that like, he just dreams of fighting. He just dreams of fight. But I love the fact <laughs> yeah. that he's constantly like body slamming and mm. suplexing people. It's wonderful. Or just literally just throwing them the fuck around like, no, get out of my life. Brilliant. I Leo, that the first I fight was um, just pure accident all the way through. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that because I've got mm. so many thoughts about that scene. I love Mikey being an improv comedian practically, <laughs> but not actually being that great <laughs> at it. Like, bless, bless his little cottony socks. Genuinely love Leo, which is very unusual for me. But I think, and we'll get there, it's because I related to him so hard, <laughs> which I've never done before because Leo's usually like cool no, and in Leo. charge and knows what he's doing. And I'm none of those things. <laughs> yeah, hey, look, you think I am, but that's what I want to be. That's why I like Leo. He's the yeah. honourable leader, even though, you know, he, well, he, do you know what? I was about to call him a snitch, but let's be honest, he's a teenage boy yeah. and they're all, you know what I mean? He's like, the, he's, he's, you know, father's pet kind of thing. Yeah. You know, he's clearly the favourite and he's, 
you know, doesn't want to be seen poorly in his uh, in mass in Yeah, that's eyes. that's all I related to it. Like I, I full on. If me and my sister ever did anything like naughty when we were kids, every, such as days, what kind of things that began with a W did you get up to? What's mate, it called? Well, you say that, but I never, I never really did wag school. I think I wagged once. That's it. Wagged off school once. And uh, and I and I, I grasped it. Grasped everybody. I've never up to heard the, of this term until today. By the grasped, way, grasped everybody up to the teacher. Oh yeah, grasping. I mean wagging. Because uh, I'm telling the listeners. I'm not telling you. <laughs> I'm telling them. Because I I am afraid of authority, and I'm also very afraid of letting my mom down. That's not yeah. her fault. That's fully on me. So like. Yeah, if anything ever was bad happened in the house, people knew immediately, just ask Stace, because if she knows what happened, she will grasp whoever it was up, because she cannot simply lie to her mother. So, so, so I was like, every time Leo was like, oh no, they wanted to go see a movie, and I'm really sorry, I tried to stop them, but uh, you know, what to get this to him, and what a minute, and I'm like, yeah, that's me, that is, that is so <laughs> me. It was ridiculous. I'll say um, one thing, because I thought it was like, you know, it was cute that they got, obviously, they're all actual teenagers and they're using like what is I assume actual teenage slang but we watched it with a 12 year old and two 16 year olds and Joel said I think they wrote that last year and I went, well, yeah, that is kind of how movies work. He says, yeah, but I think they filmed it last year. He says, because we don't use sus anymore. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, right, sus okay. was a very Among Us thing, wasn't it? That was all the yeah. everything for like. He said, six yeah, we, he says, we say Riz, but like, that's about it. So I I've love been, Riz. I've, I've never been, heard Riz before. I've, I've been to... using it a lot to annoy Heidi. She does <laughs> not like it at all, oh, which is yeah. hilarious. I, uh, yeah, I defer to teens as to what. Uh, none, none of the stuff in the film particularly flagged up as being like weird to me but I am also nearly 38 so I couldn't possibly tell you what people do or don't say as kids <laughs> now but yeah I loved I loved the book I could have stood Donnie to be a bit smarter but but he was nerdy in that but I was going to say his anime. He's, he's about to go to school now and now he has a leather head and a wing nut Living in his house. And he was trying. So, he oh, was what trying, a massive spoiler. You know. Right from the start. I should have said that we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie. We are going to go all the way through it, but I did just spoil the end right at the start of the show, which is pretty bad, but I don't care. Yeah, you did, didn't you? I did, didn't I? Sorry, I forgot that you'd said that they're right. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert. From here on in. But oh. to be fair, that probably put it in the title the yeah, summit or in the description spoilers everywhere baby um should we get into it then into yeah. the right so the cold open is where my only niggle of the whole film is and i swear to you it's so pedantic and so small that as soon as i say it you will be like space you're sure off you're just being a fanny but it was something that i noticed and now i can't get it out of my head right so the film opens with like a swat team in a van and cynthia utrom's like you've got to catch baxter stockman and his mutes or i'm gonna fucking be cross <laughs> that's that exact dialogue <laughs> yeah I'm just as good as uh, what's her face what is her name Maya Maya Rudolph Rudolph figure. now so literally right within two seconds of one another she says bring me back the mutants because she wants them as mutants because she needs to milk them of mutagen, right? Literally two seconds before or maybe after, the lead SWAT team guy goes, hey, look at these guns, right? They've got anti-mutagen in them. So if you shoot the mutants, yeah. it'll undo whatever Baxter Stockman did and they'll just be like a like a bug again. Or now, like, to be like fair, again was she not after... Was she not... I don't was she not after the ooze as opposed to the actual mutants? Because I don't... Ooh. Did they know... I can't remember... Did they know he'd created the others? Well, they, yeah, they did because they specifically said whatever he has created, this will undo it. 
about the guns. Mm. So they know that he's been doing stuff with the mutagen. And she specifically says, bring the... me back to Stockman and the mutants. Did they only know about Superfly? Maybe. I don't know if they That's know about the other I'm ones. That's what I'm thinking, because when but they were in the jars, they like, were so can't, small. But you can't use that gun against yeah. Baxter, because it's not going to do anything. And you can't use it against any of the mutants, because it'll demutinize them. He's not so going to be what? able to make no mouses or turn into a fly. I was really hoping it would turn out in the end, that, although it wouldn't have made any bloody sense, but like that he was the super fly or something, or, do you know uh, what I mean? Or like he merged with him or something, yeah. or because of the mutagen. That was... Oh. But that was yeah, that was my only niggle of the film, was that they were trying to catch mutants with an anti-mutagen ray, because yeah, that, that doesn't, was, doesn't make sense. I know they need it, we needed that set up for later, when they it, steal a gun a to demutinize. Yeah. yeah, but literally, because literally well, they got so... got by baby fly anyway, so what I was know. the point? taking him in well that's the thing and he's like don't shoot you'll kill it so then what what have you got the guns for <laughs> what have you got to go just go in fucking fists up baby if you're not or get a bat on something something else I was, I was just a bit I just, that immediately to me was like that's a stupid plan and it ain't gonna work and lo and behold it fucking died I am somewhat annoyed <laughs> that I didn't even put two and two together with that I one. think it was it was because the lines were so close together I can't remember if it's him first and then her but it's literally like oh yeah well you know shoot shoot this at whatever he's made and this will undo it bring me the mutants <laughs> I'm like Hold on. <laughs> Do you want to know why I think I wasn't being able to fully concentrate? It's because we had somebody to the back left of me that was kind of somewhat narrating the film oh, and no. asking stupid questions throughout it. Oh, that would have driven me insane. Like, oh, I think that one's the leader. Oh, no, and don't were about, do that. And, they, and, and I think they were... I asked Amy about it when, they, when we were going out. I went like, was, was she quite young or something and she went no she was about our age and I went so how the fuck does she not know the Ninja Turtles are like this you know it, it's I get the feeling that that might have been somebody who's been dragged against their will to see a movie oh yeah, yeah very much <laughs> so but it seemed it. really weird that well she was very invested in it because she kept asking all sorts of very loud questions and making oh, all no. sorts of stupid fucking statements throughout the film but oh god oh, Lord, not as bad as the that. time we went to go see Spider-Man and there was a bloke to the right of us that um, was constantly repeating the dialogue back that was interesting I went to see a quote along of Wayne's World and that's when I discovered that I fucking hate people quoting along to movies and I'll never go to a quote along again I've told you about the time we went to the sing along for the greatest showman and I very loudly said I wanted to kick the bloke in front of me over the balcony (laughs) was his voice that bad wasn't the singing it was the fact that he kept standing up dancing he also very loudly and I'm not normally one for like being an arsehole at things I like to try even if I'm annoyed I try not to cause a scene and I didn't mean to but I he clearly heard me because I I thought I was being quiet he stood up <laughs> the, for the second song he stood up and started dancing bear in mind sing along not a fucking dance along I wanted to watch the film and I, I very loudly went oh for fuck's sake and <laughs> didn't mean I really didn't mean to to be fair um, if you want to watch a film, don't ever go to a single or a quote along because oh, you won't God. be able to. No, I know. You won't be able to. That's what I found out with Wayne's World. We've gone off on a huge tangent already. I know, I know. Um, so, so they catch a stockman. Oh, and, and tangents. A, a it's canister, on your nose. It's it fine. A canister of ooze falls in the sewer and then we get the... What fucking, happened to it? Oh, crikey, who knows, lads? Then we get the cool bit of music by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Which is fucking cool. Do you know the only thing? You know that opening bit though made it yeah. seem like the sewers were proper full of mutagen because okay. everything was flowing <laughs> yeah. green. And all I was thinking was, hang on a minute, is this what else is coming? Because obviously we've seen in the truck <laughs> that made a nice sound, <laughs> it didn't did, it? Yeah. I bet it didn't pick up. Probably did. Um, <laughs> um, you know, we already knew 
who the mutants were going to be that we're going to see. There wasn't any more than that. Yeah. Fact, well, none that we've well, that seen we in this, that we've seen, yeah, that yeah. we've seen in this film. But it, it looked a bit, and I can only assume maybe I was reading too much into it. And it was just an opening credit scene, and everything was just turning green. Yeah. Because again, I was sat there thinking, oh, yeah, like, it does, it does, it does morph into the it. logo, doesn't it? Yeah, so it I think that was just like, me being stupid. Maybe. But so then we get the cut to fifteen years later, and this is where I lost my mind a bit because. If it's 15 years later, does that mean all the other mutants are only 15 too? Because none of them seemed teen except maybe Mondo. Wingnut, but that might have been because of how small they were. Yeah. And it might have just been because of how massive Bebop and Rocksteady are. Yeah, but they've all got like really... like. And I know because they're all voiced by adults. You? And they all Superfly. sound like a- Superfly was literally a baby, and then it's like fifteen years later. Yeah, so he'd only be about so he'd only be like sixteen, surely. Yeah, if that. But yeah, that th- that threw me a bit voice wise because mm. I was like, well, if you're going to specifically pick Teen Boys for the Turtles because you want to stick to the teen, you should probably. But I will say, I did think Ice Cube was great. <laughs> they should have been. Yeah, he was. They <laughs> so good. Been, they should have been not little feet high. Feet high. Fetuses. Like toddlers fetuses. or something, so they could maybe be like 20, 21. Yeah. I don't know. Because, like you say, they were clearly, the vast majority of them were clearly older yeah. than, you know. Plus, oh, in that case then, Splinter's quite old. He's shacking up with that scumbug. Well, who's only is... about 15 or 16. Yeah, so that. Because how old Splinter <laughs> going to be? He's well, got Splinter, great hair. Splinter, Splinter does say, doesn't he, when he's recounting the story of how the turtles came to be a little bit later in the movie, he does say, well, because I was already an old rat, I turned into an old man, and don't think about it too hard. It makes sense. <laughs> I mean, that made me piss. I was <laughs> that really was laughing. a really good joke. He was like, was if you really, really think about, about it, it, don't. <laughs> yeah, I was really laughing. <laughs> Before that, though, we do get our wonderful introduction to the Turtles boys who are off on a very important mission out of Batman. <laughs> Which oh, I loved that sequence because it's obviously like, you know, traditional. What made me laugh is they went the other way around. Because remember how in the, the live action one, the most mm. recent one, it was Raphael doing the give me the camera. And yeah. he says, oh, he's doing his, oh, he's doing his Batman, Batman voice. voice. <laughs> and this time it was Leo that was getting the piss taken out of him yeah, for it. Yeah, because he was talking about Gogurt. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that sequence because I love how like every Turtles movie has to have a bit where they're flinging themselves over the rooftops and having a whale of a time mm. and being adorable and then they strike a pose on a roof like that's you've got to have that otherwise it's not a proper Turtles film but then this one turning out to them be just going on like a shopping s- a supply run and Leo's trying oh, to make a shopping it. trip I loved that I loved the little speech that they have to have memorised about how humans are shit <laughs> terrified of everything that they don't know about and they'll they'll do to, to talk to them is to get murdered <laughs> <laughs> oh, especially what? because I was found that it- your everything about the internet being a bunch of fucking numpties about the film oh yeah well there was, so there was a few things so a few people were like, uh, like getting annoyed that Leo clearly has anxiety and I'm like I'm sorry have you ever tried to be the leader of a bunch of ninja teens who are constantly trying to get murdered I'd be pretty anxious mate uh, but again it's an origin story it's going to be it's not like, it's not the first time they've done that where they've had to like kind of I mean that is the entire premise of Rise of the TMNT wasn't it that yeah. he's not he's he's supposed to be the leader but he's not ready for it yeah yeah he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing uh, this it felt similar to that because it's like clearly before they've done any actual real ninja ing I, I yeah I, I, I should stop reading things on the internet that aren't from people that I know and like because they're usually just stupid stupid wankers <laughs> you are just correct my dear full of nonsense and shite that I just can't be bothered with uh, 
But I loved the bit where they go shopping because it showed how skilled they all are with their weapons yeah. without them actually being in a fight, which was great. In particular, I loved Leo throwing things from the floor up to Donny on the top shelf so he could bat them up into the room, <laughs> into the ceiling where Raph was, just getting hit in the face repeatedly with toiletries and shit. That was very funny. His little meltdown in the first fight about just having a stick. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's so adorable um, I loved all that sequence and it felt very what I liked about this film and they talked about it a lot in the like promo material was that there was a lot of like cross talk and like yeah, natural pay. speech patterns where they're talking across one another and stuff because I don't know I mean you know I've got a sister I don't think there's ever been a conversation we've had where one of us hasn't talked over the other for some reason and like um, it felt really natural and I really liked that about it. I think, did they not, were they not all together at the same time, yes. like recording and just, you yeah. know, trying to get them to sort of they bond and get on? And, as well, yeah. apparently, yeah. Um, which I thought was a great idea because it, it does come across like much more natural. And what I liked about it as well is that, that because I've seen it more than once, I've picked up on bits that I didn't catch before because I was listening to other bits. So, like, I just find myself laughing randomly at extra jokes that I didn't know were there. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, after the supply run, they go to watch a movie on a roof, which they shouldn't be doing. They should be going out. And uh, and it turns out to be Ferris Bueller, which I hate, uh, which is a movie I can't stand. (laughs) Do you know what? The older I get, the more I want the teacher to catch him. Yeah, me too. Even though the teacher in real life is a pedo, which kind of makes the film worse in some respect. but, But... I fucking hate Ferris Bueller. I, I think it's. Him. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's a, a weird film about a annoying team. Um, There's a shop in Leicester called Super Game Shack, and they've got some really cool posters up on the walls, and it's like Bill and Ted and stuff like that. All the you know cool eighties films. And one of them was Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and I, I put, I, Heidi was in there with me, and I was buying something, and I went, "That's a great film. That's a great film. That film's terrible." And she went, "Why is that?" And I started telling her about. It. I said, "Basically, he bunks off school for a day. I said, he gets away with it. I says, and all the way through, he just acts like an arsehole, but nothing ever touches him." Yeah. And the bloke behind the counter was laughing, and I turned to him and I says, "I'll tell you what. The older I get, the more I want the teacher to catch him." I said, "He's a little shit. He's an arsehole. He deserves a smacked ass. <laughs> um, He's ungrateful for everything. He whinges about the computer." The parents buy them and that would have cost a good couple of grand if not more than that well well yeah. more than that back then you know I love the fact that this oh. is the turtles like view of high school that then <laughs> yeah. this is what they think oh that's school. it because they say later oh we're going to get the marching band or something yeah, about the well, marching well, band Raph says doesn't he he was like I think I can't remember which one of them asks or do you think this is what high school is really like and Raph's like oh yeah if you go to high school you can hijack any parade <laughs> <laughs> It's really adorable. And then they get all sad and have to go back in the mm. sewers and be isolated. And I don't think I've ever been sad at That's a lie I have. But I'm just exaggerating for um, entertainment. Uh, then when there's that sequence of them, like, uh, there's a bunch of, like, people laughing on a subway platform and then they're just, like, creeping yeah. along underneath looking well dejected. I was like, oh, my God, somebody give them a hug. <laughs> Losing my tiny mind. This is when we get to the scene where Leo's a grass. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, almost and Splinter, immediately, yeah. Splinter, <laughs> Splinter tells them their origin story again as a punishment. I don't know. I don't understand that, but it seemed like they were annoyed about hearing it again. But he didn't do it to a cool beat and almost in a sing-songy way. No, he didn't. And that, I mean, one out of ten. I won't watch again. I enjoyed his retelling of him just being a rat knocking around, especially the part where he's like, I befriended a cockroach and me and Kevin were best friends, and then I ate him. Because <laughs> <laughs> somebody steps on him, so he just eats it. <laughs> I 
she's really funny. Uh, <laughs> and this is where we find out why Splinter hates humans. And it's because one day when the kids were like toddlers-ish, uh, I will get back to their designs in a minute because I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, they were cute as important. Um, <laughs> ta- they're obsessed with like the, the surface. So he takes them up there thinking maybe the humans won't be arseholes. And they were weirdly human, didn't he? To be he, fair, he got like, like an you know, afro surprisingly. and stuff. Like, it was very strange. Um, but he goes up there and immediately a woman is like, it's a rat man, it's a fucking t- terrifying rat man. Help me, everyone. And so they chase him around and Mikey almost gets hit by a car. The kids think it's the best thing they've ever done. <laughs> but they're all just laughing when Splinter's like, you must got hit by a fucking car. <laughs> Mikey's just giggling away. I mean, I'm not being funny, but I do think it would be completely reasonable to be freaked out at the sight oh, of a giant mate. humanoid rat man. Yeah, if a, if a, if a giant rat man brandishing three giggling turtles appeared in my street I'd be like I've done a drug accidentally surely or something or it's the apocalypse I don't know what's I'm scared yeah I'd, I'm really I'd freak scared. out and, and you know we, we both like comic books and science fiction and yeah, stuff yeah. like that and I'd still be freaked oh, out if I met a real, real teenage mutant ninja turtle I'd fucking freak <laughs> I would I wouldn't even care about the fact that I'd be like, hey, this is like probably hey, ostensibly the coolest thing that's ever going to happen to me. I love Ghostbusters. I'd shit my pants if I saw, saw a, a ghost. ghost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Splinter decides, actually, yeah, no, we're never going to. Humans are assholes. Let's, we'll just have each other and that'll be fine. Which leads to uh, everybody being cross at Leo because they get grounded for a month. That doesn't really seem to impede them, though. I thought well, about that. Well, because it cuts almost immediately to a month later. Oh, is that what? It doesn't I, tell I miss you. that? It context clues, mate. That when they start fruit ninjuring on a roof with the watermelons, after Raph gives Leo his, one of his swords back, Leo's like, we should really go home now. We literally just got ungrounded. Right. <laughs> uh, but I then, hadn't realised. I just thought it was just sort of carrying on I hadn't realised the months had passed <laughs> yeah like a li- literally a whole month had passed well, I think the news report like, as well is like talking about how over the past month there's been all these well robberies. I was going to say am I not mad but was there not already a, a soup was there a super fly robbery before that or was it just, after? It's just before that. There's the ice cream truck robbery hmm. where he flies he flies the van, which is pretty cool. To be I like fair. that whole heist scene, actually. That was pretty I like, cool. The whole heist was pretty cool. The soundtrack, the score there was great. And I loved I loved the fact that they didn't shy away from the fact that Superfly blatantly kills those guys afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> like he straight up murders <laughs> them in a van. Um, I forgot to talk about the tots. I genuinely, the instant they came on the screen, so when they're itty bitty babies in the in the ooze, I was like, "Fuck off, just fuck off." I was, that was so cute. I just, I was like, "What?" And then one of them nudges up to Splinter's leg, and he's like, "Mew," and I was like, "Fuck off!" Like I couldn't. I was getting, I was getting serious cute aggression. I really wanted to punch something. And then he, cute aggression. When I see something that's really cute, I just really want to punch something. And, <laughs> and I, I was, so, I had to restrain myself so hard from not punching Rich in the. Can leg. I just ask if that cute thing is ever like a baby or a small animal? Please do not punch the baby <laughs> or the pu- small I, I animal. I would never punch the cute thing. I'd punch something around me. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> the cute thing is fine. And then when they're sort of toddlers, oh my god, little fat round chonky rat is like the best. 
just the best design I've ever seen in my entire life of any character ever. He's just like a ball of turtle, and I love him, and he's so happy, just smiling like that bit when they're all giving each other a bath. Shut up! It's so fucking cute. Like, I just, and he rolls backwards in the bath, and they all fall down like dominoes, and it's bubbles everywhere. It's so cute. Donatello's got a little snarl tooth, and I just, I can't. I just... See, I'm getting, I'm getting stressed again about how cute they are, but they're really fucking cute. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed that bit. The second time I saw it, it was cute. So I'll give the you second that. time I saw it, I was sitting next to my friend Nick Papa Constantino, and he looked at me directly because I didn't realise that as soon as they came on screen, I went shut up because, <laughs> because they were so cute. <laughs> He looked at me like, what's happening? I was like, I'm sorry, I can't handle how cute they are. <laughs> Lost my mind. Um, anyway, so Superfly's been robbing some important shit. At the same time, the turtles Whatever are picking around. Dipshits on a roof. No, <laughs> that's the name of the piece of music on the soundtrack for when they're fruit ninjuring on a roof. What? Dipshits on a roof. roof. <laughs> the, the songs on the soundtrack have got some cracking titles. One of them's called um, Better Than Mark Ruffalo, which I find really funny. <laughs> <laughs> they ninja star a, a watermelon and it, yeah. and it goes straight into April O'Neil's helmet and Leo falls in love instantly. Now, how did you, as a Leo fan, how did you feel about Leo being the one to fall for April because that's usually a Donny thing and also or a Mikey thing yeah and also in the 2012 show it was fucking weird so I'm a bit scared <laughs> like I didn't like how obsessed Donny was with April in the in the 12 shows oh god yeah he was, wasn't he? was I, I forgot I was thinking for a minute then I was trying to I was, for the briefest moment I was thinking of Rise of the TMNT yeah. and the problem is I've only seen the film. I She's never watched the cartoon. She's very much their sister in that. Right, okay. Very much their sister, their sister from another mister kind of situation. Right, okay. Yeah, because, I mean, isn't it, it's weird because it is, let's be honest, cross-species. It's, it's odd. They're turtles. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have a hard time know, with this. You know yeah. full well yeah. what a turtle's will is like. Uh, it's about the size it's, of the some body. Of the, some of the species as well have weird fucking... Tendrils on them at the end, like flower buds that like. Oh, I don't like that. Disgusting. It's so that they I can like latch drink. onto the insides no, I don't and want my really drink like. Anymore. Yeah, it's disgusting. You don't don't. Oh, that don't, sounds like some other thing. Don't look up a look up a soft shell turtle, Dick. Um, <laughs> the I okay. So it was really low down the list of things I was going to do when I got home tonight, yeah. anyway. <laughs> but now it's dropped even lower. So, so here's my you. thing about Leo and April, right? Is that because the. They've already greenlit a two-season show and a sequel movie to this. The show's going to be 2D and called Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then I assume that the film will just be the second Mutant Mayhem or they'll have a different title, like, entirely. Oh, um, no. Later. No, later. <laughs> but, so, oh, I don't mind them... I don't think I would even mind them dating because it will never be sexual in the show because yeah. it's for kids. So I'll never have to think about how gross that is <laughs> because I am somebody who and I don't know if this is a product of my sex averse asexuality or not but I am somebody who falls much more for personalities than I do appearances obviously appearances help like if they're good great so I can understand why it's not as bad as Mikey in the live action films for Michael oh. Bay where he very 
clearly, clearly want to, on but her. really wanted to bone down. Calls her angel cakes. I'd mm. slap that shit right out of his <laughs> mouth. I would. If I was April, I'd be like, you fucking call me that again. I'll actually kill you. I don't care I don't know. Who I know it's are. really bad, I'll but I, I like sugar tits. I think it's hilarious. See, it depends on your relationship, though, doesn't it? Like, there are certain people I can accept stupid nicknames from. <laughs> but if I just met a giant turtle who the first thing he said in my oh, vicinity was, oh, right. man, I've got a raging boner. Because he as, as bad as I am, <laughs> as, as, as borderline... You know, on the spectrum as I am, I have never gone up to a girl who I wanted to, who I was, as, as my nan would say, courting, courting. wanted to go courting Go to with. woo a lady. Uh, <laughs> I'd never go, all right, sugar tits, how you doing? Yeah, you no, know, no. fancy going a bite to eat. No. So, so I, I want... Even though I'd... I do find the chat-up line, how would you like your eggs in the morning? fertilised to be hilarious. No, that's disgusting. <laughs> that's genuinely foul. <laughs> if anybody ever tried that on me, I think I'd actually vomit on them. I think I'd straight up vomit on them. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I as I was saying, I can see why April and Leo get on. I can see why they'd go to the prom together. I can kind of see them dating. I don't think it would bother me because it's yeah, never um, going to be a sexual thing. Going, yeah, going off of that. That's, so it's like yeah. to me, like it's absolutely like it doesn't it doesn't bother me at all. Um, the thing that worried me a little bit though was how Leo then talks about her for the rest of the film because I've got a little bit of a thing about people saying weird shit about people and he frequently says things like did you not hear the words that came from her beautiful and perfectly formed mouth fuck off Leo that's creepy (laughs) perfectly formed do you know what I'll give him a pass because he's young and he's never do you know what I mean I think that I can only think that that's the thing that's hormones yes it's his first you know it's his first crush and he's never do you know what I mean he's never Expressed it and he's doing it in front of his brothers, yeah. which was a terrible place to do it because yeah, they're going to pick the on you. At, oh, yeah. Oh, they're going to pick on you, so and they do, <laughs> they really do, which I found really funny. There's a bit as well in the uh, in the fight in the chop shop where he's like, "Save the beautiful human woman scooter," and even even in the middle of a fight, you can see Donny crack a smile like <laughs> fucking family. <laughs> it's really. Um, so anyway, this is our introduction to April. They're trying to tell her that her scooter's being nicked, and she's like, "No, don't fucking change the subject yeah, from the fact you almost him. murdered me with a ninja star." Like, what? I love Ayoade Biri as April. I think she's wonderful. I love this version of April. She's great. Her reactions are so like normal human being. Like when she first sees the turtles after the fight in the chop shop, she's like, "What? What could you possibly be?" <laughs> She's like touching his face. Like, this is a really good mask. That's skin. <laughs> that is skin. <laughs> and loses her mind. But shortly before that, we get their first fight in the chop shop because they decide to go and rescue the scooter. Scooter. The scooter. Scooter. For, for April. And this whole sequence genuinely might be one of my favourite bits of the film. Leading up from Raph just barreling in there and then realising what a fucking mistake he's made instantly. <laughs> To Leo's absolutely savage takedown of Mikey, when Mikey says, uh, maybe we could diffuse this situation with laughter, and Leo immediately and very seriously goes, you're not funny enough for that, dude. <laughs> well- Do you know what? I've, I've got to say, I know it was in the trailer, but I still really laughed at the bit when he gets the sigh in his leg. Oh, mate, I'll cr- the voice acting on that screen... <laughs> 
is so perfect. Now, I wanted to talk to you about this because I get the impression from this sequence in the film that the turtles are hard as fuck in terms of taking damage mm. because he takes a side to the leg and then it looks like Mikey takes a canister of gas fired violently to his face uh, when the side flings off and it bashes around and then oh. there's a load of smoke and when it clears, they're all just in a pile like, wow, we fucked this up, lads. Um, but I think... Donnie and or Mikey get run over by a car in this scene and it doesn't matter. No, Donnie, no. Mikey jumps <laughs> over it, remember, because no, he's really... Oh. he does. He does. But then the car turns around and aims back at Mikey. Donnie finishes fighting like a dude that he's fighting, runs over to push Mikey out of the way, but the car still goes like a glomp, like it hits something on that one side. And I think it ran over one or both of them before Donnie leans in the window and shoves his bow staff in the... Uh, in the steering wheel. I'm going to assume it didn't run over but whacked him on the side. Maybe. Was that, when he was, doing the, was that when he was doing a donut? Yeah, with his Tokyo drifting around him. <laughs> <laughs> that line made me crease in the cinema. <laughs> because it sounds like he doesn't know what to do about it at all and he's just stuck there like, help. <laughs> yeah, this See, that's whole... just reminding me. I know it's really stupid but I really like that. You know the second live action one when Raph's trying to jump out of the plane and he just starts shouting, what would Vin Diesel what do? What would Vin Diesel do? I love that whole sequence because Donnie's a badass motherfucker there. He's just like, well, we've got 30 seconds, you know the plan. Woof, out the window. Yeah, <laughs> and Raph won't jump and he's supposed to be the hardest. Oh, what would Vin Diesel do? What would Vin Diesel do? I love that sequence. I was talking about that sequence on an episode of Stace and Barry recently because I picked a piece of music from that bit. What would Vin Diesel do? Uh, but the Chop Shop bit really tickled me because they are not particularly great at fighting in any well Raph fucking is I think I, it's they, they, they've got the technique but they but don't have the yeah they're it was panicked, their first they've never done it yes yeah. you know like you say they've never been against actual live opponents all they've ever fought is either each other or like you know wooden targets and yeah, stuff like dad. that yeah yeah what, what, there's a couple of bits in this that I really loved uh, both like inventive wise and also animation wise so the the very start of that fight when they're all in a pile on the floor because Raph just fucked it <laughs> he truly beefed it Leo's trying to reach for his sword and he can't get up fast enough so Raph sort of kicks him into the air so that Leo can like kick someone in the head and gets very excited about it and I love that little move I thought it was adorable uh, but then Raph straight up body slams a guy and spits on his face <laughs> love this Raph he's got no like boundaries whatsoever he's like fuck you come at my brothers <laughs> I love him what a brilliant and Leo's like I thought I told you to go left he's like I fucking got him Dale they don't swear as much as I do but uh, <laughs> or at all I was gonna but say you, you I don't think Superfly he does a get, naughty word I think he does you nearly get a swear out of Raph in this sequence which is when somebody goes to shoot him in the back of the head <laughs> with a shotgun which Donnie thankfully flings like a wrench or something to, to knock him knock his aim and he turns around and goes what the f-? and then somebody else hits him in the back of the head with something which again was another bit that I love because as soon as Raph turns on that guy the guy's like sorry I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> he definitely did not want any sort of wrath from Raph but unfortunately he gets flung across the room see that's the thing this is where they're doing what they're getting right because again I liked elements of the Michael Bay Turtles film Me too. But, but not the whole of it because having them being like these giant roid monsters ludicrous if Raph's <laughs> like that fine mm. makes perfect sense a bit like in Rise of the TMNT yeah. where he's like what was he a snapping turtle and he's, like snapping. That, and he's like a giant like, absolute bruiser one fine again he's the, the team character. Tank, are you? yeah 
that's how it's he's supposed to be. He's the muscle. He's the angry one. That's fine, you know. But having all of them be like that, it just doesn't work. And they were all so well designed. Like Leo's the Leo's your Ryu. He's like the sort of all rounder. He's your, yeah. you know what I mean. Like he's in good shape, but he's not like he's not like yeah. that. I just realised I was making myself trying was to make myself avoid, look like, yeah, like beef because um, <laughs> that without the visual did not translate it well it sounded so. like you were straining for a shit I'm yeah not lie. that's it um, no um, I was pulling a I was he yeah, was doing a bodybuilding like pose yeah and um, so he's you know he's not like overly overly buff and then I was Mikey's like Mikey's athletic as shit yeah I like when Donnie's you know, quite tall and stringy. Like yeah, like string. Oh, actually, Bay Donnie is probably my favourite of the Bay designs. Have you ever seen the size of the bloke who does him? No. What's his name? Oh, he's um, right. Do you remember? My name is Earl. Oh, I didn't really watch it. The bloke. I'll show you a picture of the bloke. Okay. What he looks like. He's a very. He's a very tall, stretched out bloke. He's got. He looks yeah. a bit like Beaker from the Muppet. <laughs> Fair. But he, they got they classed him perfectly. He was a yeah, really yeah. good choice for Donny, and he was like he's a great. He's now he's quite a tall, slim bloke. But yeah, that's what I like. Donny should be like sort of tall but thin, and I'm a sucker for a Donny with glasses as well, even though mm. it makes no fucking sense because turtles don't have ears. So how are they staying on his head? He wraps them around, and he's got like something that holds him at the back. I, I can like only an old assume, so. and more like a I don't know, almost built into his bandana or something like that. Oh yeah, that would make sense. That's it. I liked how they kept flipping between like having like the full white eyes. Yeah, you know, the, 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 a bit what's like called? how they the did in, Yeah, a bit like <laughs> how they did in the um, 2012 series. Yes, you know like when it was yeah, battle, when, when it was fighting mood. Scary. Yeah, I really like for no real reason. Every time Michelangelo does something acrobatic in the air, he goes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, just really funny. <laughs> He does it when he flips it backwards into a car that then plays Go Ninja Go, which I thought was fun. Um, yes, that was a nice little nice little that, nod. That whole sequence, I think, was great. <laughs> Donny being like, back off, I've got a stick. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, Do you know what I like about that? And I'll say this, cool. I'm getting a little bit, it gets sometimes getting a little bit annoying. It's nice to have fan service. And it's mm. nice to have it that they put that in there, but it wasn't to sort of take the piss out of it. It was like, hey, look, this is what's come on the radio. Yeah. You know, it's, it's in this out of place and it's th- th- what's it, but it's not making fun. Well, speaking about a place songs, so this, the soundtrack, the score to this movie is great. The soundtrack to this movie is largely 90s hip hop, which yes. I was thoroughly not expecting because whilst I really enjoyed the movie, it is aimed at bringing new kids into the Turtles. Mm franchise and fandom very obviously and so i thought it was really strange that the soundtrack was very much for like seth rogan (laughs) and his mates (laughs) um which i know you know he wrote it and produced it and he played uh he was bebop wasn't he john cena was rocksteady Um, this is do you know what that's why i was thinking earlier you know when you were like trying to figure out who cynthy rutron was i i I, th- I wanted to say Maya Rudolph, but there's so many bloody people, at least certainly with the mutants and that, that are doing voices that you know who they are. That yeah. I was really, I mean, let's be honest, mostly all Seth Rogen's mates, like Rose Byrne and stuff I like that. I love her you know? as Leatherhead doing that Australian accent. It's wonderful. What was that for? Yeah, I mean, Brilliant. yeah, but I like him being Cajun. Cajun. I like yeah. him, you know, I, I, know, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know it's stupid, and I know it's it's probably borderline offensive, but I'm yeah. just like I guarantee. You. Yeah, you know, he's, he's I love it. great in the 80s show. I, I, but, but, yeah, Rose Byrne was fine and it made sense yeah. for you. I don't know, are crocodiles native to Australia? I don't know. 
Um, I didn't fuck loads of them in Florida. I know that much, but, you know. <laughs> so, uh, after after they rescued Ooh. the scooter... Oh, who was on. Ray Fillet? Ray Fillet was Post Malone. Right. That's why he kept singing all Ray the time. Ray Fillet. thing I is, Ray I know Post Malone's name. I know where he, he looks like. He came up as Austin Post in the... That's his actual name in the credits. He's the one with all the tattoos, isn't he? Yeah. What t- do you know what? I know we're skipping really far ahead, but I pissed myself when the credits gave an introducing credit to Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah, that, I, that <laughs> That's really that. funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they save the scooter, they meet April, they tell her their story, and then Donatello comes up with the wonderful plan of, what if we save the town from Superfly? Not doing anything. <laughs> what if we save the, t- the whole city from Superfly and then everyone will love us and we can be normal. Do you know what? It'll be great. I, it's, I liked his plan. It's a good plan. It's a good plan. I loved know. a bit when he was doing the voices. Like, damn titles are great. <laughs> I'll say this though. I didn't think it was going to work at all. I genuinely thought right at the end it's going to be, well, no, of course they're, they're gonna not going like, to. Yeah. No, you're still abominations of nature. Like what? Yeah, that's what um, I was waiting for. I was not expecting it to. I mean, it was. I'm glad it. I'm glad it did because yeah. do you know what? It's, sometimes it's just nice to have a nice. Ending. It is, isn't it? So they go to April School to find out what she knows about Superfly because she's mm. trying to figure out the story so that she can get prom back on, so everybody will forget that she threw up on the morning <laughs> announcements. And <laughs> what I love about this whole scene, first of all, is their identity crisis when they realise they don't have a surname. Donnie's like, "Who even are?" <laughs> <laughs> and then they all start calling uh, Leo Nardo, which he hates. Which I find quite funny because Donnie calls Leo Nardo in Roy's a couple of times, and it's just normal. Like they don't mind it, but they use so many nicknames in that show. Whereas he decided to go by Leon Ardo. Leon Ardo, that's that's cooler. And they're like, "Ha, leave Nardo alone. He's sensitive." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they find out about April O'Puke. Do you know um, what? Well, I'll say. I mean, if he's calling him Nardo, I mean, you know. Like that's that's balls. It's balls, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's balls. No wonder you don't want to be Nardo. Like you wouldn't <laughs> want to be, would you? <laughs> The, the way Donnie is hanging off Raph laughing, it's really funny because he does not give a shit that Leo's really upset by this. <laughs> They're so the brothers. Mean. I know brothers are so mean. Yeah, the the puke sequence. I will say, I think it went on just a tiny bit. It just a hair too long for me. Yeah, and, and it was so goopy and, and it, disgusting. Yeah. But yeah, so so she's trying to get prom going. So they find out that there's like five crime bosses. Put like eight, 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 no, it doesn't work. I was April trying to puke is what they. Put. Yeah, and I was like, trying to go with. Would I be was better. trying to go with a spew O'Neill. Yeah, something like that. I think April puke is very un- uninventive, but kids are stupid, don't they? So she gives them all the information. And then arguably one of the coolest scenes in the film crops up where no diggity kicks in <laughs> as the boys go and bash a load of fucking heads really well oh, in this amazingly montage. cut montage of them visiting these like five crime bosses. And what I loved about this is because you know I've said this before a million times, I get really sick of films focusing always on Leo and Raph. Like, stop relegating Mikey and Donnie to the B team unless you mean B stands for best because they're great. Stop well, fucking being each an arsehole. got their own team. like bit where they're the what they like, kicking like, in. Yeah, yeah. They kick the. They all get like a busting through the door scene, and then they all get like a, a busting load of head scene, and it's so well animated and cut together. It's really wonderful. That whole bit I thought was like perfect and I was like oh it tickles me that I've seen a lot of people complain that this film doesn't have enough ninja ing in it and I'm like there's a whole fucking rad montage 
of ninjaing that's really fucking good. But uh, people like to complain, don't they? Which is stupid. I would have, if thinking back, no, I'll wait until the end. But bear in mind as well that this is their first villain, mm. ostensibly. So, like, they're not. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, rip the. Right. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to the end. We'll get to the end. <laughs> um, so that and yeah, this that's... is stuff that's coming out whilst we're talking this through. Because again, when I was watching it, not it didn't really bother me. But thinking back about it, it's, yeah. it's not. Again, I'm, I'm still going to buy it on Blu-ray. You know, <laughs> I still would recommend it to people, mm. and I'd probably say out of all of the films, this would be my third favorite. So I put it third as well. What's in front of it? So, first is the 1990 live-action movie. Correct. Second is Rise of the Tearmenter, the movie. and then. But I will argue that, actually, I think this is a better film than both of those, technically. But I have a huge love for certain elements of Rise of the Tearmenter, and it's got a hair more angst, and I love a bit of angst. I was going to say... the, uh, and the 90s one is a nostalgia thing. Like, it's still a great film, but it's not... You couldn't recommend it to a kid now and they'd be like, yeah, this is great. I don't I don't think. <laughs> like, I, I think it depends. <laughs> Again, it's what... Do you know what I mean? Like, you, yeah, I know where you're coming from. Like, I was... What, I was I was watching the Warriors the other day and I got Heidi to sit down and sort of watch it with me. And the old, like... 70s, 80s Paramount logo come up, the one that's just like blue and white with the mountain. Yeah. And I went, whoa, look at that. And she went, what's up? And I went, that's the classic logo. And she just went, uh. <laughs> and I went, how dare you? That reminds me of Indiana Jones. I says, that's not on. I mean, very different film, The yeah. Warriors. But. Yeah. I, uh, one of the things I've, I, I found uh, very funny as well was a bit of a throwaway joke. I didn't catch everything that April has in her notepad of things she wants to ask the turtles, but one of them was, "Did you start COVID?" <laughs> I didn't see that. I did see some of them. Do they have ears? Was a funny one, which she ends up asking them, and they're like, "I think so." They don't know. They don't have. Yeah, don't they start ears. like having a, again? Don't they have like a little bit of a moment about that? Yeah, like uh but yeah. So they 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 find out from one of the people that they Ooh. smash the faces in off. You can do a big burp. No, I need uh, right. I don't think I should have any more. <laughs> I think it's a little too moreish, and if yeah. I keep drinking it, I'm going to be real put off. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. I bought another bottle. <laughs> ostensibly for when the kids come yeah. basically yeah. Uh, this is a high mini review uh, I bought a bottle of, um, of fl- sl- flush slushy slush slush puppy fizzy pop strawberry flavour from Asda around the corner from uh, Stacey's and it's a bit moorish it's a bit great isn't it? it's a bit great but again if I have a bit too much of it even though it's sugar free I think because it's a little bit on the sweet side and let's be honest it's just a fucking slush puppy without the it ice without the ice yeah, yeah um, gonna, I'm going to ruin it for myself so I've got to pace myself pace yourself so they find out from one of the people that they shake down mm. that there's going to be a pickup of another piece of a machine, the final piece that they need. So the turtles decide, well, we're going to fucking deliver it and kick a load of superfly ass and it's going to be rad and we're going to win everything and it's going to be great. What I loved about this bit is the the little bit of wrath beforehand where he's like, I can't wait to see their faces when they realise they're going to roll up on a bunch of mutants (laughs) and then (laughs) Bebop and Rocksteady. Get out of a car <laughs> and like Leatherhead and Wingnuts there and Genghis Frog and Ray Filet and Mondo Gecko and Scumbug uh, and then Superfly comes out looking rad as fucking shit like he's he's cool as fuck man like 
uh, and then immediately is like tortoises what is this now <laughs> Rocksteady was my favourite oh, I was a bit sad that Rocksteady didn't get more like lines and stuff mm. to say and do but especially I, when they got John Cena doing it yeah, he's like you know become quite a big name yeah. these days yeah, it's a bit strange. Um, but I I don't think any of the mutants got to do an awful lot. Uh, except we, Superfly. Except Superfly. Wingnut gets like a few good bits and obviously Mondo Gecko is quite featured. Yeah. Um, well, you don't waste Paul Rudd. I even in his first film role. just immediately fell in love with Ray Filet, who just wants to sing. He just wants to... Ray Filet. I wanted Ray Filet to do more. <laughs> Me too. I like Ray Filet. I am Filet. hoping that they do a lot more with all the mutants mm. in the TV show and the next film. Well, um, who's going to voice them? Because you're not... They're not going to... They might. On. You don't know. John Cena was in Rise of the TMNT for the first season as a, like, fairly recurring character. But yeah, like I, I loved this introduction, introductory sequence of them all because they all look great. Scumbug's wonderful, just being like, <laughs> um, voiced by Alex Hirsch, which I didn't realise until like uh, he was Bill Cipher and Seuss in Gravity Falls, a wonderful cartoon. That if you haven't seen, you absolutely should. I believe he created uh, Gravity Falls as well. But anyway, oh, was he the bloke who it was? Well, was mates with you know. I don't know. Um, fair enough. <laughs> so immediately they're like, shit, other mutants, uh, let's hang out. <laughs> so they go to a, a, what looks like a bowling alley that they specifically own just for them because no one else was there. Um, Did they not break in? Well, I don't know because it seemed to be in. a working. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was just closed that day and they're broken, I don't know. Uh, and, and Superfly tells them he's planning. Can't be open all night. It looked like it was very late. It was yeah, past a lot of people's bedtime stuff. Uh, Superfly tells them his whole plan, which is I'm going to build a machine that's going to bust mutagen into the atmosphere. It's going to come back down to the earth in the rain. Every single animal is going to mutate and then we're going to kill all the humans and we're going to rule the earth and it's going to be well, reet. they said they were going great. to keep some of them as pets. Some of them they might keep as pets. Some of them they might keep as entertainment. They might do dog shows, but with humans. Or <laughs> there was a few other things, that, like uh, examples that he gave that I was like, oh no, that's sense. Terrible. So the turtles are very much like, uh oh, that wasn't what we were hoping to hear. <laughs> That's not cool at all. I wonder why Superfly is as strong as he is. So I, ass- and this is what I was sort of touching on earlier, I assume it's something to do with the mutagen generally mm. because the turtles take a fucking beat down. No, but he's not just like tanky, he's like strong as well. Oh, like, yeah, he's, he's proper he's, strong. He's almost able to stop. But so Splinter shoving him. Like later, Mm. when Splinter joins in that shove, he's like going to. Maybe it's their age. Maybe he's been really beefing it. Oh no, no, Superfly's technically. I wonder. Well, I'm wondering if it's he got like more of a um, concentrated dose or something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I didn't really think about that. If I was honest, I just was looking at how like rad they were. Oh yeah, because you think not only does he lift that, he lifts that the bloody um, ice cream van at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Raph lifts a pizza van later, doesn't he? Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, bit, in the, so after Leo gives his rousing speech and he's like, Raph, yeah, but go like quite a dinky one or something. Like, right, it was like all, a smart car all or all something. Them, all of them get in it. <laughs> like, and Splinter. Um, I'll, we'll get there. So this is the sequence where they decide, Donny has a brilliant plan of like, mm. we'll transport the last bit of your machine to your lair don't you worry about it but uh, Superfly is like not an idiot and so he's like 
put some of his dudes in the van and they start singing What's Up by Four Non Blondes. <laughs> Arguably, though, getting launched in my head. The least, what got me about this is that that is not a song that any kid nowadays would be like, What? Well, again, this? they. <laughs> right, well, I mean, if, like you said, they must, they, I'm sure it's a case of they're supposed to be older. Because, like you say, they all act like they're, but not like they're our age, obviously. But you know, yeah. like it's something that they might have heard at some point. Whereas, you know, those four would not have heard. <laughs> no, hang on, were they not singing it at some point? After this sequence, after the turtles have technically betrayed them, uh, it cuts to them finishing up the machine, and um, Post Malone is singing it whilst Mondo is That's playing it. the guitar. But they're both doing it really sad. It's like, <laughs> like the bummer version. <laughs> really adorable um, but anyway there's a really cool car chase sequence where the turtles get control of the van and try and get the piece away from Superfly and and this is a bit of the movie where I'm, I'm not actually lying I genuinely almost cried when the turtles get separated from everyone and the like, TCRI SWAT team turn up and then um, the bit that almost made me cry was when Leo looks up to April and says help and she drives away and then they knock him the fuck out with a gu- the butt of a gun. Because like, that is the first time in the movie where you see any sort of bit of violence towards them that actually has an impact, really. And I'll I was like, oh, they've killed him. <laughs> I can't believe that. I'll say this, though. I mean, I... I that bit where they're in there and they're like, oh, I can't believe she just left us. Like, it's fairly obvious. She's yeah, not yeah. like a, a she's she not got, a fighter. What could she do? She's gone to go and get help. <laughs> yeah, what, what you know, possibly I, could she do on her own? Uh, but it did make me, like, my heart do a little pang when Leo's like, oh, she betrayed us, great, and then gets absolutely obliterated in the face. And they wake up in the milking machine. Now, how did you feel about the ongoing milking joke? Because I... Uh, the, the fact first that it time, paid off with a machine that literally is, like it like, says yeah, on like it, the, milking. The milk machine, yeah. 3000 or whatever. Yeah, yeah um, I, it was fucking ludicrous, but it was funny. <laughs> well, the first time I watched the film, it made me really uncomfortable. Because I was like, that's not a joke that should really be in a kid's... Movie I think because though, it's bl- and they t- keep they keep talking about nipples and milk, whereas I was obviously thinking, geez, uh, because I, that's what, what's wrong with you. That's what milk. I wasn't would be even thinking head. of that. I was actually I genuinely thought it meant when they said milking, like they're just going to you know puncture well, a vein and like that's you know, what Splinter's talking them. about is milking them of their blood and the mutagen, which is what Splinter means. But milking in the larger context oh, usually no. means either boobs or semen. And so I was like, this shouldn't be in a kid's film. It's weird. The second time I watched it, though, and I knew all of those jokes were coming, I pissed. Like, for every time, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> so, so uh, <laughs> hello, Rich. Um, yeah, when they wake up in the milking machine, I did genuinely find that hilarious. <laughs> Although it is very upsetting when Mikey starts screaming because it's incredibly painful, painful yeah. apparently uh, and then they have that oh, adorable oh yeah bit. imagine it is having your blood sucked out of you yeah mm. yeah I'm glad they don't like show you where it was coming from or anything green because I'd be quite sad about that um, that's when they start singing Smooth Like Butter to Donny because he's like oh I wish I got to see BTS live <laughs> oh that was the bit yeah okay. and Leo's like we could we could sing it there we it. go I had words. slightly more but this need what you see I, I, had, <laughs> I had more pressing issues on my mind uh, with the milking and stupid sister you? talking um, about BTS Splinter turns up and he's sad. Mad. I loved his little fight sequence. It was very sort of like 
partly intentional, partly completely accidental. I am almost certain, though, that he legit kills a man. Because there is, no, there is a bloke who he knocks down to the floor, and then it looks like, and I've seen the film three times, and it, it doesn't look like anything else. It looks like he stabs him in the face with his own baton, like through his Jesus. head. <laughs> now, maybe he just... get a baton through someone's head. I don't know, but it, it's, it's fucking rough, mate, is what it is. But they always passed it so fast, he's just kicking some more butts. Uh, a little bit later. I liked that it was almost like he was kind of, he obviously hadn't been in a proper fight and yeah. was, uh, but very, and also so very Jackie Chan as well. Yeah, like drunken master type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bit where he gets all of their weapons and starts using them is wonderful. <laughs> and that's when they get their big confrontation with Superfly after that because they decide that we should probably clean up the mess that we made when we delivered him <laughs> the final piece of his evil plan. This is where they convince all the other mutants that actually Superfly might be a bit bonkers, actually. And perhaps they shouldn't what kill all say, the If you actually ask these lot, because he's just basically telling them what to yeah. do. He's not, they're not, you know, none of them want to go ahead with it. It's one of those things where, like, you can sort of see the villain's motivation because he is just trying to keep them safe and they aren't being accepted and they are isolated and it is sad. But the way to go about being accepted it's is not probably like not murder. Yeah. <laughs> I like the bit where Wingnut was like, um, what if I get haunted by the faces of all the people that I've killed? <laughs> Leo's like, yeah, murder is a burden. Natasha Demetrio, Yeah, she's wonderful. Absolutely yeah. loved her. I thought she was brilliant. I am very excited. I really hope there's at least a whole, at least one whole episode of the series dedicated to like a Donny Leatherhead Wingnut shenanigan. <laughs> See, I'd imagine that, they, you know, Natasha Dimitri might go for it because she's not really a big movie star, is she? Maybe. I She'd just, be able to uh, program, yeah, surely. I, I hope so. I'm hoping the whole cast are. I love her in um, What We what Do in the Shadows. shadows. Yeah. That, everybody in that is wonderful. I'd be brilliant. Jacket Dead Tone. Um, I've just realised how long we've been talking and we should probably, like, you know, get to the end of this movie. So they managed to thwart Superfly's plot by pushing him in into the, into the, into the machine and into and the river. And then into the sea. They, they super shred her in. They do, yeah. So he turns into, like, a whale, narwhal, Yeah, he becomes, like, some giant situation. kind of gestalt mutant of all sorts of other different creatures, <laughs> doesn't he? I did love the joke where they were like, that's not so bad. And then he steps into a zoo. <laughs> Oh no, it just got so much worse. That bit where they think they've got him when he shoots the leg with the anti mutant gun and just one horse horse pops pops off. I don't need that horse. I was crying. I yeah, genuinely genuinely loved that sequence. In fact, when once they've pushed him in the water and Mondo's looking into the into the water and he's like, Hey, if you push the thing that turns all the animals into mutants into the water that's yeah. full of animals, what do you think happens with that? <laughs> Very funny. Donnie's immediate reaction as well of we couldn't even fight him when he was small. <laughs> Why do you think we can fight him now? Well, that's that's this is what I was just about to say to you. I was thinking about this, and it's I've, I've no doubt they'll figure something out. But it was just lingering in the back of my head that at the end of the day they've kind of ratcheted up the stakes a little bit because yeah. they've had to fight what is effectively a. a whale kaiju, kaiju yeah. in the middle of New York City, and they beat it. It's a little bit bigger than the shredder. Mm. But 
I'm this, sure they'll figure something out, but if for a first movie, it seems a little bit like I'm, that probably should have been something like that. Probably should have been saved well, for the second film. So I, I briefly had the same thought, but then my conclusion was that actually the way to take down Superfly was relatively easy. He has a giant hole in the back of his head, a blowhole, a whale blowhole that they can easily dump some deep yeah, into. Yeah, they, I mean, so they, they did give him a very they really easy attack on tightened him. They really did, uh, which I kind of loved because it was like, oh, Donnie saves the day, a fucking get. Although he does almost die by having a car thrown at his head. <laughs> Good one, Raph, for uh, bodging him out. I almost did a cry as well at the sequence in this where they have like a break in the action and they watch the news a bit and the news is like, they're look awful, at these yeah. monsters destroying New York. And, and they're the ringleaders. And- yeah, and then when Donnie's like, it's, it's worse that they think we're villains they think we're monsters and I was like oh my poor babies and I just want to give Mikey a hug he's got two black eyes what's happening this isn't fair uh, I was poor getting... old April O'Neil does another, <laughs> does another sick. sick on the news it was only a little one this time it was fine she's over it now she's 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 sorting oh. life out I liked this sequence where it shows that actually humans weren't terrible did you know that the man the first bloke that appro- approaches Splinter and says like Kevin do Eastman. you need a hand yeah. he's actually credited I didn't, but, I didn't as... but it, I should have I mean as soon as you started saying that I was like yeah that's Kevin Eastman he's actually it? credited in the, yeah, in the credits as good human Kevin Eastman <laughs> which, <laughs> which is an adorable credit to have um, he helps Splinter get the demutagen stuff to the turtles who are literally being crushed like nuts in Superfly's lobster claw thing their yeah, shells are literally nice. cracking I like, genuinely stress me out I know it's becoming a bit of a, a trope in the turtles films I suppose because this happened in like the last live action one as well you know where it's like they thought they were dying and one of them's confessing how much they love to the others and <laughs> it's always like rough. Yeah. I love that about Raph, though. Yeah. Because he's the one who doesn't usually show his emotions. So as soon as he thinks he's going to die, he's like, I, I actually love you, though. I love that uh, in the Bay movies that Donnie's confession is that he licks the icing off the Pop-Tarts. <laughs> <laughs> Raph's there bearing his entire soul and Donnie's like, look, I'm disgusting. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm foul, but... I love icing. Why'd you lick it up? You have the whole thing. Just eat, whole just eat your fucking pop tart. It's, it's right. silly sweet all the way through. Maybe he doesn't like uh, the texture of them. I don't know. No. But anyway. Right. Um, yeah. No. So they they demutinize uh, Superfly. There's a big whale in a puddle in the middle of New York, <laughs> which is very funny. A load of horses run off. An ostrich eats a hot dog. I did think. he not? Did he just? He, I can't remember now. Did he just disappear? Well, I assume he turned back into a fly. Yeah, I would assume. Must have done, I think he just see a fly in the jar at the end next to you, Cynthia Utrecht. Oh shit! Okay, Cynthia Utrecht has the fly. <laughs> How did I not notice this upon three watches? Yeah, you've seen it three times. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot, man. <laughs> um, well, there you go. That's what happens. I've That's seen it then. once, and the person who was behind me who was giving the commentary never mentioned the fly, yeah, in, the jar, the fly so in the jar. So, personally, um, I blame her. Then the whole crowd starts chanting turtles at them, and they're very excited because now and they not get one to, of them said go to T-U-R-T-L-E power. No, but one of them did shout, sign my baby, which I thought was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was. Do you know what? I've never, I don't think there's ever really been anything like that in a turtles film where they actually get to live. Yeah. A normal life with humans. I'm really interested to see where they go with this in the TV show because mm. it is entirely new territory and it 
It could be fucking shit. Oh, but <laughs> it, it could be well, interesting. Okay, because, I say entirely know. new territory. It's not exactly new. In the future series of the 2003, they can walk around and do whatever because in the future nobody cares about mutants and aliens are just walking around. Yeah, but, who cares but they about all that? clearly terrible. hate it. <laughs> that was, and, and that was terrible. No, seriously. Raph is constantly on fucking edge because he's like, is something going to murder me? I don't like being outside in the day. <laughs> just having a freak mm. out. So I couldn't stop laughing at the boys' school outfits because all of them just look like boys that have thrown on clothes, except Leo, who looks like he's about to sell you a phone plan. He's <laughs> wearing yeah, a pair of beige trousers like, and a he, Like you should have found him at a genius shirt. bar or something. Yeah, it, it's his little lanyard that he's got Yeah, well. it didn't really did no favours. I will never be able to accept the turtles without their masks on as well. I can't. It just looks... So wrong, but I love Raph in his little flannel shirt. It's adorable, and I'm very excited to see him doing like wrestling classes and things. The mid-credit sequence where Mikey's doing his improv class—that little joke that he tells—so <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> he talks about he's running an Australian shoe store. <laughs> And the, the bird who he's doing the scene with is like, oh, do you have any Nikes? And he's like, no, but I've got the Australian version. Crikey's. <laughs> That's crying. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> oh, no, Duncan's giving me a, a pitying look. <laughs> I forgot that. And it's so bad, it's good. It's <laughs> Uh, and that's where we get the reveal that Cynthia Utrum's like, okay, so I can see the turtles now at school. Probably going to have a hard time just nabbing them because people now know they exist and care about them. Uh, let's bring in the Shredder. Dun, dun, so dun. needs to bring in someone big. I know. Uh, so do we think that the Shredder's going to be an Utrum Shredder a la 2003? Or... No. Aww. No, I'm I'm thinking she's just like, she's contacted a crime syndicate from Japan and like that's he's going to... He's the big boss and also the big bad and I don't know. But I don't think it's... I don't. Th- I wouldn't mind that. I didn't hate the idea of it. Yeah. I, I oh, thought yeah. it It was It was a bit daft, but it makes... I mean, at the end of the day, if you can have Krang and he's a f- formidable threat, you know. <laughs> well... It's like having him be an actual, you know, physical threat that you can fight. It was only really stupid when he was wound up out of the armour... And yeah, all right. It looked like an he looked like an evil Utron, like an almost yeah. devilish kind of Utron. But having him also being able to fight out of that was oh, what was it, fucking it's stupid. ridiculous because they're like yeah. a fucking twelve centimeters tall or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is what was fucking daft. stupid. But really when he's in the, it makes perfect sense that if he's got like this robotic exosuit, he could become like an actual physical empowering threat. Yeah. I'd quite, I quite like the idea that that might be the road they're going down, but if not, I don't think I'd be bothered because I just I'm excited for more turtles mm. content and possible shredder. I fun. like that he wasn't the, the first you know bad guy in it, so that was you know that yeah. was the nice change. I think my favourite thing about the film was, as I was saying before, is that none of the brothers seemed benched. There wasn't yeah. like I mean it was sort of ostensibly a Leo movie. It's largely about. Him it's a fun word of, to say as well. It is, isn't it? It's sort of uh, becoming the leader that he's supposed to be. In fact, it's really sweet when Raph was like, you sounded like a leader for a minute there. And then Leo freaks out a bit and he's like, yeah, no, less so now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I liked the he fact that... He like, all of their talents. He does. I like the fact that like Donnie and Mikey get a lot to do and like all of them get some good lines and some good jokes and some good ninja bits. 
Did I ever tell you about what the you know the t- the set two thousand and seven TMNT movie, which the CGI one, yes, which fully you could just take Mikey and Donnie out and it wouldn't make a fucking lick of difference. <laughs> um, I mean, yes, I've, all right. I'll give did you I ever that. tell you what the plot of the second movie of that was going to be? I'd read some bits. They wanted to have, um, didn't they want to have Triceratons? It was going to be. I think be, the third one was going to have the Technodrome in it. it. No, it was going to be a retro mutagen situation where everybody except Mikey, including Splinter, gets turned back into turtles and a rat. And Mikey has to sort it out. What? <laughs> yeah, that was going to be the plot of the second of those movies. I can't imagine how that would have gone. Uh, <laughs> slightly intrigued to see it, to be honest. But yeah, uh, so hot. do you know what? I mean, it's interesting, but I don't. I think it's one of them where you wouldn't want a full film of it yeah, because you're supposed I'd, to have like the you know it's the turtles. You're not going you in there the just for interactions. Don't. That's what I liked about this film. I think the 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 brothers hanging around together is just always fun. And enjoyable to look at. I watched the video actually recently. That have you ever seen a bloke called Comic Tropes on YouTube? No, he's all right. Does decent videos, but he did like quite a few old deep dives and stuff. And um, he was talking about this one story. I think he said it was rough, pretty much the first time in the comics that they actually fought a proper bad mutant mm. in the in the, like the Mirage, not the, like the Archie yeah. books and stuff. And um, but you never it was struggled to ever find a reprint of it. It's all about this um, this leech goes on to uh, Raphael. Oh, yeah. And because it sucks some of his blood out, yeah. it starts to mutate yeah. and become like a human-sized leech. Grim. Yep. I don't like that. <laughs> but because of rights issues, because the guy who wrote it for him was like, work, was, um, worked for hire but refused to sign a contract to say, you own my rights, it's only ever been reprinted once. Oh, that's weird. Mm. It's a shame because the story sounded pretty interesting. Yeah. But it is what it is. So Mutant Mayhem, I... <laughs> Which, none of that had anything no, to do with Mutant Mayhem. It's, it's totally tangents, isn't it? Um, so, overall, how do you feel about it? I enjoyed it. I'd say... I, <laughs> that I'd was so it. non-Camille. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> no, I mean, no. It's all right, isn't it? Um, Just talked about it for an hour and a half. I would give it... I would probably give it four out of five. Okay. Yeah, That's I thought decent. it was a good film. I, I, I genuinely really enjoyed it. Apart from, like I say, a few little niggly bits, my whinging about how I felt about the human character design, yeah. like, as in like sort of your background characters and stuff. Um, other than that, I really liked it. I, I quite like the story. I'm interested as to where they're going to go with it next. Definitely. Mm. I think. And I, lo- I loved the characterization of the turtles, how they interacted. Yeah. You know, the animation style, all of that sort of stuff. So definitely a solid four out, four mutant, few canisters of mutagen out get of five. Get the, get the canisters out, lads. I'm giving it a five. I've got stuff. I fully love this movie. I only had that one teeny, and it's like such a small nothing yeah. niggle. It means, means nothing. Willing. It does. It does. Um, it's such a nothing. It was literally just a thing that I was like, that's stupid, and then moved on with my life. <laughs> so, um, but I, yeah, I loved all the design, the soundtrack, the school, uh, the animation was absolutely top notch. All the voice acting, great. Genuinely couldn't think of a single th- thing I don't like about it. So, yeah, it's getting five from me. Five cans of mutagen. You love turtle stuff. I bloody, I bloody did. I, to be fair, I have said this before that I'm like one of those people where you would have to try really hard to create something that I dislike turtles wise because, because I like it so much. 
that like you would have to just have I don't know all of them be like utter assholes <laughs> and that. And I, it was like that's one of the reasons why I don't like the image comics because there's yeah, bits where I like just, I don't know one of them gets injured and their face is hanging off. It's Raph, isn't it? Yeah, half right, of his face is hanging off, and he's like, first "Does episode. it look bad?" And Leo's like, "Well, you ain't gonna be beauty pageants." And I'm like, "That's not how you react to that. That's your brother's fucking face." Yeah, it's off. not like it's a. It's not like it's a small scratch or something. It's it, yeah. If I remember rightly, it was like basically it's, like oh, his eye was just there, and, and it's yeah. like. You can see you know. skull. There's bits of like hanging lip flap, like it's disgusting. And Leo's just like, "Yeah, you're pretty ugly, mate." <laughs> like that's not how a brother should respond to another brother losing half of his face. Like even if you, even if you're having a bit of a sibling tiff, yeah, as know, sarcastic you, and quippy as they can be, that is uh, a line too far. Just a Plus, just a smidge. Did you read the um, the coloured versions of them? Yeah, well, I've got the I've got the first volume, and I, I've read it not long ago. Actually, does it does it help? Vaguely, because Vaguely. it was so difficult trying to read them in black, in black and, white. and white. Yeah, it was really you hard. Know, I get why they were trying to do that, but having it the black and white style of the Mirage stuff with the over the top and hyper detailed image style, yeah, artwork, yeah, it, it was, did not work at no. all. It should have to, that should be coloured without a doubt. No, is it the coloured version is more comprehensible, but still Nonsense. kind of baffling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we're talking about mutant mayhem. Did you have any other thoughts? before we shut the fuck right up I think I think we've talked enough I think we probably people's ears are going to drop off I think they probably will Uh, what I will say is I I, I love Splinter he's an adorable rat dad I'm glad he's found love with Scumbug the kids have got a mom now they've never had a mom before have they I don't know (laughs) I I found their kissing very (laughs) awful their kissing was very sloppy and slobbery but yeah, genuinely, absolutely adored the film. Can't wait for Mutant Mayhem stuff. But new what one, I will new one, second tie-in win. Old El Paso. <laughs> what I will say though is that, like you know, as much as I said I can't wait for it, please don't ruin any animators' lives by rushing this shit. Because I'm sick of hearing stories where animators are like, oh, "I almost died making this because I never had a break or sleep or food or saw my family." What happened with this one? No, it happened with. Uh, across the Spider-Verse and then a lot of people came out and were like yeah it was fucking awful working on this um, so yeah just just don't do that how, how about treating people like um, people slow and steady wins the yeah, race I can I can actually wait I'm exaggerating for entertainment purposes when I say that I can't wait um, that's enough now we'll shut up because it's late I've been Stace he's been Dunk have I he's not on the internet very much anymore so no. don't bother trying to follow him Mr Shaky Headman but you can follow me on, follow Stace on Twitter slash X whatever you want to call it Instagram Hive Blue Sky that was surprising you know you were saying earlier Prince. about him, about Rich saying like oh he can he can look at things up himself right I didn't even know that Twitter had changed to X until I had some, I clicked on a link <laughs> and something it was it's like so I'll go stupid. to my Twitter and then it says on my phone open X and I was like the fuck is the that fuck <laughs> is X? Yeah, it's stupid Elon Musk can pry the word tweet from my cold dead hands <laughs> uh, yeah all of those places you can find me at Stacey's Parlour if you want to talk to me about anything turtles or otherwise uh, just don't be a dickhead <laughs> and if you want to ask me anything ask Stacey ask me and I'll forward it yeah I'll let you know the reply um, on that note Tarara Bit Pets bye